Hey. hey. Good morning. How are you? Just tucky. Cool. Um. Yeah, maybe maybe I'll be in the minority here, but I actually liked it. I mean, I actually liked it for the. Mo- yeah. Oh. And he just went out. Quick. Yeah. Must be a tech problem. Yeah, you won't be alone. I liked I liked uh, parts of the episode, but yeah, we'll talk about it. Yep. So we'll give him a minute to fix whatever his problem was. Uh, I'll be the so. negative Nancy. Yeah, <laughs> we're used. To, well, we've all had a lot of reason for that in the last couple of weeks, anyway. But is it is it weird to almost be more frustrated with it because? The fact that I so far don't mind the don't mind the endpoint they seem to be getting to makes the road they get they use to get to it even more stupid. I don't know, man. Can you guys hear me? Yeah. yeah. All right, good. Actually, uh, I cut out right at the part when you were talking about you being minority. I actually liked certain aspects of the episodes, but then as episode in the whole as a whole, like, good God. Just kill it all. Uh, but I do have high expectations-ish of the last episode. I think this could potentially salvage whatever's left of this show in the last episode. Yep. I still think done right that this whole thing is landable depending on what the finale is. But Exactly. I think like last episode, like I can look past. Like if they do a pretty decent job of... With the well, last episodes, I can look past pretty much everything that they did. The uh, plot, the plot run through should be pretty easy. There's about ninety seconds of plot in here. <laughs> yeah, but I do have like one one kind of gripe. Gripe is what the hell are they doing with the Borg? I kind of like that though, but we'll get into it. I uh, will get uh, into it. Yeah. I, okay. Uh, I got a theory about it. Me too. I got that. a theory too. But... Okay. I kind of like that I, the I, the general idea behind it, though. So we'll get into that. Yeah, but uh, in a way, kind of, I mean, the room doesn't really ruin, but it changes everything about Borg. Not really. But that, not really. That's, that's the point: is to do that going forward. They're not going to end up like changing the back history. They're just going to change what the Borg are going forward, which is kind of the point. Uh, but anyway, we'll we'll get to that. Um, Welcome to the B-Team Podcast. My name is John Macy. Today I'm joined by the usual uh, Star Trek review crew, Justin Ayotte and Boris uh-huh. Milo. Hello, hello. And we are here to review the next to last episode of Season 2 of Picard, titled, Hi- titled Hide and Seek. Um, some of these titles are kind of dumb. I'll uh, go with that. I was just going to say how dumb is the episode name. I mean... Yeah. Yeah. I just don't... I just don't even really pay attention to them anymore. Like, I used to be able to, um, you know, with the old shows like TNG and 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 uh, DS9 and Voyager and Enterprise and stuff. I used to be able to identify them by the by the episode title. Well, for Whereas... those series, it makes sense for like a, a one a one story arc season, a ten episode season. It doesn't really hold up. Old yeah, because they because they don't really matter that much. Yeah, um, at all. Yeah, because the whole because the whole point of these is that's supposed to just be one ten episode story, whereas opposed to like TNG, you can say you like uh, you know best of both worlds more than uh, you know 
whatever, Inner Light. And it'd be like, oh, all right, well, no, I like Inner Light more than Best of Both Worlds. And then you you know, because that's like a self-contained story. But with these, it's just like one continuous story. So you could say you like an episode of the story, but then it's like, you know, it's very hard to just watch one episode apart from everything else. Yep. Um, okay, so I don't really recall there being any particular news items this week. Of Well, I did see one thing, whether this is worth mentioning or not. I saw a couple interviews with, with people that were involved with the filming of uh, season three of this show, and we were talking about whether... Um, talking about two things going forward, whether the whether Picard's current crew would interact with the Next Generation crew at all, or whether they would all sort of be removed. Um, and then how much are the next-gen people actually going to be in this show next year? And I saw two things. One was an interview with Michelle Hurd, where she said, you know, she was super excited to be working with the TNG people, so at least there's some of that there. And we can assume that I would think that the there's a direction, the, yeah, yeah, the La Serena people won't be going anywhere, uh, which will be kind of nice. And uh, I saw an interview with Gates McFadden where she said, "Oh, I worked on that. I worked on that show for a couple of months, so I would assume these are going to be substantial appearances by these people, not just like Worf comes into a room and says hello and leaves." Um, Good tea, which is which is what I, we all expecting. Yeah, or hope that we get. Yeah, yeah, I would hope so. So, uh, yeah, those are the only things I saw of any particular interest. And obviously, Strange New World starts next week, so I would assume we'll start to see a lot of that. I did. I do think they put the. Uh, I didn't look at it because I want to be surprised by pretty much almost everything, but they did release what the uh, opening titles would look like, um, and I did not oh, nice. want to. I did not want to see that ahead of time because i can wait till next thursday to see that or sometime next weekend or whenever i'm gonna watch it but um or or what they could or what they could be doing with all of these interview things is just like what andrew garfield did on the lead up to definitely a way home that's possible protesting that he was in it so yeah Yeah. but it's (laughs) to me it's much easier to ask it's much easier to ask one person to lie a lot than it is to ask like 15 people to lie a lot and somebody's going to screw that up. And I think it's different because Garfield was adamant that wasn't in No Way Home. Well, these guys are all, I worked on the yeah. show three months. Like, like you're not going to go, I worked on the show what, three months. What's and the point? Not, of, you know. Yeah, is there is there any point to like saying I, I did like three months worth of work on this show, but I was only in it for five minutes? Like, I don't, I don't know. Just doesn't seem much of a point to that. Um, but anyway, we let's just run through the plot of the episode real quick. This basically picks up right from where the last one left off, as it usually does. Um, and uh, basically, the entire thing is Skyfall with Star Trek people, or at least the ending of the ending of Skyfall with Star Trek people, uh, where they're defending defending the. Uh, Picard Chateau and the the uh, La Serena ship because they don't want the Borg Queen to get her hands on it. So um, initially, the Queen shows up at the ship, and uh, Gerardi ends up in the usual Borg getup with all the metal parts and things, which actually look kind of you know. I was kind of like badass. She looks badass, yeah. and it suits yeah. her. The role suits her. 
Yep. A character that has largely been portrayed as a total wimp uh, looked pretty badass in that scenario. So, um, And then you find out that um, Seven, Seven, she was trying to get into the Las Rana computer and um, who was it? Oh, it was, no, it was Gerardi. I'm sorry. Gerardi in, in a moment of like where she was actually in control of the situation put a some sort of code lock on the computer system so the board queen couldn't access it and then also made um an emergency combat hologram that was modeled after elnor so we get to see evan evagora again which is kind of nice um and he did get to kick some ass which was quite fun uh and then um i did have one one question about the way the hologram worked though like he knows he's a hologram right so like, yep. uh, Sung has all these human slash Borg, sol- you know, human soldiers with Borg modifications walking around firing guns and shit. Why is he? Why is he concerned? Why is the hologram Elnor concerned about running away from bullets? Yeah, that was my. Well, that you was know, my- well, my question with the hologram was, yeah, if why is it Elnor? Why isn't it Spanish? Well, because I think. She- because I think she, she, uh, Gerardi probably went in her head. Elnor is the biggest badass I know. I'm gonna make, I'm gonna make this combat thing after him. Like, I, that didn't bother me. I, that made sense to me. Actually, I mean, I, I didn't thought about that much, but kind of makes sense for her to give, uh, the key, you know, to the whole ship to someone who is, uh, Un, kind of unexpected. I mean, it made sense, kind of, you know, for Elnor, who's yep. really here to. I did. I did think for a half second it was just going to be a version of Rios with a bunch of guns. Yeah. But um, I did kind of like the idea they went with Rios instead, and then so the rest of the the vast majority of the rest of the episode comes at the they're at the, uh, Picard and Laris are at the chateau, and Rios is there, and Raffi and Seven are there, and there's some fighting with the with the Borg, tr- the Borg troops and stuff, and Picard and Laris go into the cave system. We get another flashback with the the mother and father, so there's a little more James Callis, which I liked. Um, and there's just a bunch of fighting. Um, you find out that the big thing that Picard's brain was still hiding from last week was that the mother basically hung herself or hanged herself. I got called out on that for saying that wrong last night. Thanks, Corey. Um, so basically what, what the show argues is that when the dad put her in that like solitary confinement room as a kid, Picard let her out when the father went to bed and then she immediately just went and hanged herself. So he he kind of blames himself for something, I guess. Yep. Yeah, no, he did. He very much blames himself for her death then. Um, and, uh, brother is still absent from this entire thing, but that's okay. Yep. Yeah, they never, they've never mentioned Robert, which annoys the living hell out of me. Like they could at also, least. Also, Go somebody ahead. on uh, on the Trek Facebook uh, group, uh, like the official Trek Facebook group, uh, posted something that showed like uh, Robert and um, Uncle Owen from Star Wars, oh, and geez. I think was trying to say that it was like the same person, and I'm like, no, they're definitely two different actors, guy. <laughs> yeah, they, they definitely, I, I, they I got a little are. chuckle out, out of that. <laughs> they definitely are. That's fun. It was, that's funny, though. Um, so then, there's 
you know, so while the fighting's going on on around the chateau, Rios gets shot, and uh, so Talon sends him and the the hot doctor and the kid to her little pad in in whatever city that was, L.A. Whatever. So um, the doctor fixes his arm. He gets shot in the arm, so the doctor fixes the arm, and then he's trapped there because they didn't give him any way to get back because the assumption was he would just leave the leave the girl and the kid there and just go back right away and he was injured so they didn't want him to get himself killed but he eventually hacks his way into that stuff and goes back and shows up at a key moment where Sung and the and the Borg soldiers have Talon and Picard pinned and Rio shows up with a phaser rifle and does some ass kicking and then, you know, uh, they get trapped again because I think, what was it? Sung had a phaser and there was like a bio lock on it that started yeah, to open so, up. Yeah, so he, uh, he grabbed, uh, he grabbed uh, his phaser he had and he was turning it on them. And then he goes, uh, you know, problem is that you need to have the right DNA in order to use it or it blows up. And so he like threw it because it was essentially becoming a, a bomb and then he got away. Yeah. Now here was my other little gripe. Like that thing exploded pretty close to the pretty close to Picard, Talon, and Rios's heads. Why aren't they all yeah, dead? Yeah, they should be dead. They should be <laughs> dead. <laughs> yeah. Every time I, a phaser overloads in Star Trek, somebody yeah, something gets destroyed or somebody dies. Yeah, uh, that was a pretty weak phaser overload then. They they also should I think that like, was the point where the phaser overloads would kill anybody, would just destroy the phaser because I think when you look at the situation, it's probably main way because of the time period that they're in. Yeah, it's just to destroy the phaser so there's nothing left of it. Yeah. So and I do and I do have it so nobody can like build it back. So as a separate yeah, problem, I, I think it. they should have also I think they should I think it should have also like leveled that entire room, but that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> Minor details. I mean, you know, uh, I can overlook that stuff. Why is this room still standing after mm. all that? Um, minor, minor details all over this episode. A non-related point that I just want to make really quick while I'm thinking of it that that Corey brought up. We were watching it last night, and after it was done, she goes, "You know, for a season that they sold on uh, being the Q season, he's not in it that much." Mm-hmm. Nope. Yep. Yep. Which I found sort of interesting um so on the on the ship uh raffi and seven and the queen are on the ship and hologram elnor so there's some fighting and hologram elnor gets wiped out and um then raffi gets knocked against a wall and uh the board queen impales seven of nine with a tentacle and she's clearly about to die and then there's uh, a dialogue between uh, Interior Mind Jurati and the Borg Queen, where Jurati says, "You know what? I mean, I'm basically going to paraphrase this. It's a pretty long uh, dialogue scene." Jurati just basically goes, "You know what the hell are the Borg doing? Because you have this approach of like, let's just go, let's just go assimilate everything and make a bunch of mindless slaves and whatever. And whenever you do that." somebody will stop you. So you're basically living with the idea that whatever you do, you know, somebody's going to stop you. What if you, um, 
what if you change that approach and decide it and instead of doing that you like give people the option to join you and then you actually do get like that idea of we're going to add you know the uniqueness of all these people to our system but you get that willingly if you if you make it an option for them rather than you know we're just going to go enslave you um so the board queen at least considers doing this which i think will play out either in the last episode that's coming or maybe some aspect of it will play out in season three somehow. I don't know. Um, she ends up fixing seven with uh, nano probes and things. Yeah, dude, but uh, you're forgetting, like this is the alternate timeline. Anything that happens with Borg in this timeline stays. Right. Here. But I think, but I think what's going to happen is that, you know, however they get back now, whether it's Q or whatever, right they're going to go back to the regular timeline next week. And then she's just, and, this, this queen is going to take that forward and still do that. And this is, and this is where, and this is where this whole, like, it's an alternate timeline, but like, you know, uh, Guinan doesn't know Picard, but yet we're going to change the Borg, but yet uh, this is a timeline that is different. Like, this is not how time works, and this is how they are just writing themselves into corners, and they just wanted to make the Borg good guys now, and so what's going to happen is that they're going to go back in, in the into the present, like, into their present, and the Borg are going to be changed, and then everybody's going to be like, oh, yeah, well, that's just because, you know, that happened, and it's like, if that happened, then why didn't I didn't know who Picard was. Why didn't this happen? Why didn't that happen? And it's because they don't know how any of this works. And they write themselves into corners. Uh, it's going to happen because the way the time works is it happened in the past. So now the Borg Queen has a 400-year start on the future. So now she'll go to the quadrant. And then by the time they get to where... Picard and them disappeared from the Stargazer. That Gerardi um, Borg Queen that's there on the bridge is going to be this new happy-go-lucky Borg Queen, um, and they're going to be this this fancy uh, assimilated by choice uh, collective of people, and that's what's going to end up happening next. The Guardians of the Borg or Ravagers in the Star Trek universe. Like, that's my gripe with it that I mentioned at the beginning, and I kind of agree with Justin, is this change, like, if they allow this to impact the rest of the board in the present timeline, then everything kind of goes to crap, and they literally didn't just shoot themselves in the foot, but they shot themselves in the ass, I guess. Because Basically, it just none of the board, because if you're going to alter, like, if you're going to change Borg 400 years before Borg actually become a thing, then everything else that happens later on kind of loses its meaning. And you took actually the biggest bad guys in the Star Trek universe and you mellowed them down and you turned them into what they're called the Guardians of the... or Ranger, the the stuff that uh, Seven of Nine works for. Where, yeah, well, basically you turned them into Rangers. Well, you essentially because just... Those, they were like, you know, you just ruled like the biggest, I don't know, you totally makes no sense why, well, the I way, get, well, why they did it in the confines of the, this episode. 
and you went back a couple of episodes, you kind of get the feeling like this is the direction that this is going to go in. But it makes no sense. Okay. Well, I mean, I figure... I figure to my thing is like I figure she's not actually going to get to the Delta Quadrant and have that four hundred year jump because they do know that that as as crappy as these writers have been with a lot of the connectivity stuff here, I do think they're aware that like if you do that, you're countermanding like some of the biggest stories TNG ever did, and I don't know that they're going to. This is this is going to be their way of rewriting everything. This is going to be their way of, oh, the Borg have always been good guys. Picard and them come back. What are you talking about? That they're villains and that they kill people and they whatever and they destroy worlds. The Borg are the greatest part of the Federation we've ever known. Blah 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 blah. And that's what's going to end up Listen, happening. As long as and, the Borg Queen doesn't and the make whole it history and the whole history is rewritten. And that's what's going to end up happening. And then season three is going to be the TNG crew, like trying to get Picard and his little group into like this new society that they've built where like the Borg and the Federation are hand in hand, happy go lucky into the sunset. Well, I don't think that's going to happen. But so you're, the, so you're... The, the, the thing here is, as long as if, if the Borg Jurati Queen makes the jump into the present or future for you know, where the stargazer first explode and she's a happy-go-lucky queen then you kind of messed it up as long as it stays in this timeline i'm fine with it yeah but well, the problem but the problem the the... timeline but it is the same like... thing, dude kind of is the same timeline because whatever is supposed to happen to change the future didn't happen yet so we're still you know anything could happen hmm. Yeah, so, but you're still time frame where Guinan doesn't recognize Picard. Yeah, as I understand that, which is why I'm saying that timeline. Fine with it. I mean, I'm not fine with it, but see it. But if you allow it to change, anything else that happens by jumping, whenever they fix this time and go back to where they began with, then you kind of mess up basically the whole history of Federation. Well, that's that's why with this thing. They've already and then messed Justin's up the whole... explanation of, of expectations of what's going to happen in season three is going to be the stupidest season of any show ever. Well, the the problem is is that they've already, um, they've already, um, you know, they they're trying to use this like alternate timeline as like a reason why Guyan doesn't recognize Picard and stuff. But the problem is is that where they are in time right now is prior. To when everything changed and created this authoritarian uh, um, confederacy timeline thing. So technically, everything that happens before today, you know, let's say today is the day that the you know, Gerardi and her left on the ship. Everything before today should be the same as it always was because that's how time works. And then what happens is now that Gerardi and um, the Borg Queen took off in La Serena and went off to the Delta Quant. Now that just created a brand new timeline that has changed forever. And so now you have true because whatever happened line. from this point on, this moment still happened. Yeah, so so this moment happened, but now when you go through time, um, you know, 
uh, is Picard going to move that skeleton key? If he moves that skeleton key, then he's never going to find the key. He's never going to let his mother out. His mother's not going to go hang herself, and Picard's not going to become Picard. If if they go to the Delta Quadrant, then the Borg are going to become vastly different than they were, and there's not going to be a first encounter by the Enterprise. There's not going to be a best of both worlds. There's not going to be a seven of nine. There's not going to be, you know, uh, the desolation of all these planets and all these civilizations by the Borg. Yeah, it's not going to yeah, be a first contact thing. You know they, what I mean? Like, that's how time... That's how timelines work, and the problem is, is that well, these people in general, seem to yeah, not really but not realize. So does yeah. things differently, I guess. Yeah, I know. Which I mean, they, you know, but it, it's it works in their favor to understand their own story, and then people are just going to go along with it because they want to like it because it's Trek, or they want to like it because everybody else likes it, or they want to like it because nobody wants yelled at on the internet now or whatever. But it's like none of this makes sense. You know, where is Picard's brother? Why don't they know how emergency holograms work? Why don't they know how timelines work? Uh, you know, well, you know, random shit like that. Like now, um, yeah. now Soon's Soon's ancestor knows all of this stuff about future history and stuff. He just got away, so now he's gonna go and do whatever. Now, how much did that change of the future? You know, what I mean, was he supposed well, that, to know all of that stuff? That that can also be fixed by Q at the end, though. Like if like if Q takes them back to the present because they don't have the ship anymore, he can also say like, okay, well, everything you did well can if just Q be wiped has, out. Yeah, if, yeah, if Q, Q still has his powers, he, he doesn't have any powers. Yeah, but I bet he, I bet he will by the end. Literally, the only way they can get back now. Uh, yeah, but that's that's another like a big asterisk on the show is like you're playing the fact that Q is losing his power, and doesn't have his powers, and then at the end of the show, it's just like one big happy ending where oh look, I got my power back. Oh look, I snapped my fingers and everything's back to normal. Oh look, everything that happened past nine episodes never happened. Right. Um, I, Justin, I, I still I, think this show can be salvaged. I still think the last episodes can be salvaged. I, everything that went bonkers with season two. And I, I still see, have high hopes on season three. Yep. I see your you point know. about all the like timeline rewriting and stuff. Um, and I do fear they're going to do that. Uh, but I do kind of think that. I would hope at least that Paramount will step in and be like, uh, you can't, you can't wipe out like all the greatest stories this show ever did. You cannot do that. But what if Paramount isn't pushing for the change? Well, so, well, they yep. wouldn't. They wouldn't be. They wouldn't technically be considering them out. It would be like the Star Wars books, like how they say that that's legend, so that's its own canon. That's not official canon, so they'll just go, oh yeah, this is an official canon. Now, Strange New Worlds and Discovery and all of this stuff will be new canon, and now all of a sudden, with whoever they have as the new Kirk in this a Strange New World show, oh, he's going to have a new Enterprise, and that's going to be the new version of TOS, and then it's going to be like a brand new canon thing. I, I can just see this happening because they've done it with all all the other properties in in the world. Like they've gone and they've changed and they've tried to you know yeah, do everything but, like that. You know what I mean? It's very weird. I don't know why. You know, the worst thing about it is Alex Kurtzman. Said, you know, he says he's a trekker. You know, he loves Star Trek. Dude, if you love Star Trek, you wouldn't be butchering it. 
That's this is also the same the same franchise that made a point to put all the JJ movies in a separate timeline so that none of the nerds would fucking freak out and be like, "But you wiped out seven hundred hours of shit." Well, well, technically, so. what they did there, even though, well, what they did was actually smart of them because technically it was all kind of makes sense because the JJ ones, right? The reason why the JJ ones started was because. The um the ship that came from the time art the pre- the prime timeline where Spock tries to save the supernova from destroying uh, Romulus, um both Spock our Spock and um and the ship um with uh, what's his face on there Nemo or whatever the hell his name is hero and um fish running a Romulan army hey you never know mm-hmm. um. And, uh, you know, so they are from the prime timeline. So they created a new timeline. So technically, the JJ timeline is a separate alternate universe that starts from that point in time. So where Kirk's father wasn't supposed to die, now he dies. And so that's a new timeline. And then the prime timeline is the one that we've watched for years, TNG. Uh, Voyager, blah blah blah. That's another timeline. So now this, I have a feeling, is going to create a brand new timeline, where that is going to be where all of these new shows are going to lead, and they're going to redo a lot of things, and they're going to probably start from the beginning. I have a feeling they're going to create essentially a third timeline of Trek that they're going to start doing things in. Dude, that thought hadn't even occurred to me, and the more you talk about it, the more I hate it. Actually, I think the more it. I don't like it either, but at least it makes sense because yeah. then you'll get rid, you'll get rid of all yeah, the fans. You'll, you'll get rid of all the fans bitching about like, where does this fit? This doesn't make any sense. This contradicts this. Man, 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 man. Yeah, and you kind of ahead of all the other fans bitching that doing this changes everything else that happens. Like if you present yeah. as a third timeline, you know, not a Calvin or Prime, but you know, call it Jacks for all I care. Like this is Jack's timeline. I'm like, I can just put everything in Jack's timeline, and I'll be fine with it. Yeah, yeah. And, and, then, and then, I mean, how many years have we spent, you know, without Trek and wanting to see more stories in that same universe from the characters we love? I mean, it, it just, I get what they do, and you know, introduce new characters uh, within this same timeline, so to speak, uh, uh, time period, actually. And then you know they they uh, they create a new timeline for those. It just I don't know, man. To me, it's just a waste of time and money. Because because think well, about it, right? Think about it. You've I you've mean, had all can, these I like mean, they can do so many good stories with mm-hmm. characters we know and love, and even with the characters that are maybe related to them in any fashion. And it just I don't know, man. Last Rena people, it was a good crew. It's a good crew. They could have done amazing stories with those characters if they wanted to and yet they keep just well i think you have the same problem here that you do in current star wars stuff everything is related around skywalkers like there's a whole world out there there's a whole timeline out there if you want to look at like you can pick any point in time go there and cover different stories like i don't need a skywalker in every star wars movie I don't need a Picard like in every Star Trek of course, stuff. Man. Or Kirk in every Star Trek. There's that, all that, these that, others like just at the time. Like we kept it throughout. Like when Discovery jumped to the future, 
it changed show for the better so much, so dramatically because they don't have to talk with any of the other stuff. They don't have to figure out how they're not going to screw up stuff that other shows did because like they're out there in their own do something like that. Like give me a whole nother corner of the galaxy with a whole nother star. Like, hey, you man, know, it doesn't even have to be Federation. I'd love to see Elnor and Rafi on, uh, on board Excelsior and just, you know, going out into the, you know, into the unknown. I, I would love to see that show. Think, think about, think about what they did, right? When they, when they started doing all these new Trek shows, they created the first show, which was Discovery. Now, the ship of the USS Discovery or whatever could have been a ship after, set after Nemesis. Very much could have because that's what they've done throughout Trek. Except for Enterprise, that was a prequel, but it was a prequel enough where it doesn't really mess up anything. Um, yeah. And that show, you know, at the time wasn't well received and, and the ending was very... Um, uh, uh, yeah, You can just you know say I mean? it. There was, there, was a, there, was an, there was an issue. You know, fans didn't like it. So despite yeah, having had, the best intro in the Star Trek show, so they had, so they Bullshit. had the balls to like, they had, <laughs> <laughs> so they had the balls to go back to a prequel show, right? And now it's a prequel show to um, the uh, the the original series, and now you have a new relative of Spock. Now, why are you changing all of these things and adding all these new things? that weren't there originally unless you had the idea that you were going to eventually change it so that way this is all a new timeline so that way you get the fans off your back. Like It, it just makes sense to me that this is what they're doing because ever since they started all this new stuff, everything had to be slightly different. Like I, I seen a, um, yeah. I know I'm not, I'm yeah, not the discovery sure. watcher. Yes, I'm not the discovery watcher, but hold on a sec. So I'm not the discovery watcher, but I have seen where, um, Michael goes into the future and sees the um, unification scene from TNG. And that whole speech is very different than what Spock says. And it's like, well, why does he say different words in the future that she sees that was in TNG? And why, why is everything slightly different? And it's because either A, they did have rights issues before Viacom and Paramount became one again. Now they're trying to rewrite everything so that way it makes sense. Or two, this was their plan all along was to eventually go back in time and make like a new timeline so all of this stuff makes sense. Yeah, but I mean, yep. why why do they keep saying you know it's not an alternate timeline then? You know, because they don't because they don't want that's a fans. company line. I'm guessing. Yeah, because they don't want fans to get all. Of and all in a tizzy because I they're changing things. So like now, now they'll like come out and they'll say it's a different timeline. Time. Like, I would accept it. Like, for me, yeah, I would, I would, I would just say I it's would, a new timeline. I'd be cool with it. Yeah. I'm of the belief that they, that they have said that the Borg Queen is aware of multiple timelines for a reason. So, because that's never come up before. So, my guess is that, you know, Gerardi currently intends to take the, take the spaceship to the Delta Quadrant and get a 400-year jump on the future. But whatever they do to go back will prevent that. And then she's just going to end up in the present and be like, okay, well, I'm going to, I'm just going to start this new idea for the Borg now. And therefore it's not going to wipe out anything they've already done. Like, well, it does. 
you know, does ask the question what exactly, like, and I guess that's something we're going to see uh, next week when we get to the last episode. But I think last episode is going to answer a lot of these questions for us. Like, we, yep. I mean, it's scary to say this, but I think we're supposed to have a clearer picture of, you know, what exactly are they doing once yeah. the season ends. I will but say at the same I... time, like, they can't leave it on a clicker and then you're going to be like, well, screw it. Like, now what happens? I will say I still had a, I still had a lot of questions after this one was done, but at least the fact that they just made this one like a flat-out action hour, at least it was fun. Like, yeah, I found I myself... Mean... And here's, here's another, like, sorry for interrupting there, but here's another question that I have. So basically, they, once they found out that uh, their timeline depended on on the Europa mission and its success or failure, and now when this episode ends, it's the same thing. Like, okay, we have to make sure the Europa mission goes as planned, and especially the not terrorists when she's or Borg Queen leaves one last message to Picard, and she's like, Rene has to both die and live in order for whatever is to happen. Yeah, that would also support Justin's, uh, Justin's theory about the alternate timeline. No, it wouldn't. And, no, it wouldn't. And, uh, here, here's my question. Like, if everything is happening is surrounded the Europa mission, then basically from the moment that they figure out, okay, we have to make sure the Europa mission goes forward to this, like, last couple of episodes were completely unnecessary. Unless you are trying to establish another time. Well, regardless. You well, can literally wipe out the last, like, three, four episodes of the show under the guise of it never happened. Like, you can remove them from the show and nothing changes. Other than creating a new timeline or whatever their intention with that is. Their okay. intention is that their whole plot can be separate and it's basically all about Borg. Okay. Well, I think you're going to find out because obviously the the real inciting event of the Federation is the first contact thing with the Vulcans, right? Yeah. I'm also guessing they're not going to contradict that too hard. And it's not that it's not that the Europa mission thing like started the Federation path, right? Well, it kind of does because kinda what if does. you fi- does. what if you well, find out? Well, it does. Well, it... Because well, John. John, it does because what happens is the Europa mission sets off the idea that they can go to space, you know, further in space, you know, what right? I mean? And so that, that that puts it, and so obviously that creates some sort of issue, and, uh, and what the if, bell right happened, and then that all leads to World War Three because now soon is doing his stuff with the eugenics and the and the androids, and so now it's like you know, so that all all of this stuff right now is like a boiling pot for World War Three, which eventually leads to the issues of first contact, and then uh, the Vulcans finding. Uh, Cochrane's ship and everything. You know what I mean? So, I mean, technically, yeah. the Europa mission has to happen. You know what I mean? Which that Renee has to live to go up there to the re- the Europa mission, and Picard's mother Renee has to die um, because then he's not Picard. Right, but wh- where does that thing where she has to live and also die come from? Because I had a theory; it's kind of left fieldish, but. And I don't trust. Is it, is it Picard's mother's name, Renee? 
No, her name was Yvette. Yvette, oh. Yvette, yeah. I yeah, have a theory. This was like Renee Bordas from, you know. I have a theory. Yeah, that the captain of the Europa that's mission. Why I think uh, Europa mission, you know, can, uh, is a point where another timeline can be created, which would prove Justin's theory. You know, if Renee both died. Yeah, but I want to hear what John has to say. He didn't I, finish it, off. It's kind of left fieldish, and I don't. Yeah, hey, at this point, we can anything, man. Okay. <laughs> So, We're just speculating anyways. So, so if I if I remember correctly, Picard has a dead nephew whose name was also Rene. Yep. Yeah. So what if it's not that, you know, Rene, the Rene that we've seen somehow has to die and also live, which makes no fucking sense at all. But it's some something that he was told by his now dead nephew when the, when the nephew was a kid somehow inspires him with some idea to save this mission right well well that was well that was the whole point of this generations far, far far out left man yeah but how do we know <laughs> but, but but hold on but hold on at this point but in order right. in, in order for Renee to die in order for Renee to die his brother needs to live, which apparently his brother does not exist. So his nephew's never going to exist, apparently. Where is he in all these scenes, too? Because he should have at least been there. Mm. Uh, He's at boarding school. Corey says maybe he went to boarding school. Boarding school. Yeah, I, I, you know what? I, I heard her I'm going to look him up. I'm going to look uh, Picard's brother up. Yeah, because he does again, uh, Robert. Robert. Uh, it's spelled Robert. Yeah. Yep. He does. He and Renee do die in that in generations with that barn fire or whatever it was. So I'm wondering. And I, again, I don't trust was the it, writer. Was it him? Was it him and Renee, or was it the mother and Renee? No, it was the it was the brother and Renee. Oh, they both okay. die in the, they both die in a fire in generations. Oh, I thought it was his mo- I thought it was the mother in Renee that died. No, it was uh, the brother. Oh. Um so I wonder like I said, I wonder if it's not that she somehow has to live and die which makes no goddamn sense at all, but that he's going to have some some flash of insight from something that his now dead nephew told him like 30 years ago or whatever. To, and which is going to give him the idea to save this mission or whatnot. Well, if if you remember what he said in Generations, he said, "Now there are no more Picards." So, right. so maybe that's the reason why he has to die. Is so that way the Picard name kind of dies too? You know what I mean? Yeah, because there'll be no more, um, you know, Generations. Yep. Yeah. So I'm, you know. I still think overall this entire the most of this season has been a fucking train wreck to be f- nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, so says uh, Memory Alpha says that Robert Picard is uh, six to eight years old, uh, years older than Jean Luc. So he could right. be not in school somewhere for sure, even though it says that he was the more responsible one and. Yep. Um, so I, I had a thought about the way, as I was watching this one this week, I had a thought about the way this entire season was structured. And we know that I've been kind of bitching and moaning about the side plot with, with all of Picard's mommy issues and shit, because I just don't think it adds anything. 
and it's just kind of been a waste of time. So what if what if they had restructured this entire season, right? And you still do all the stuff with Q and the alternate timeline and whatever. But while that's going on, instead of all the all the bullshit with his mommy shit, right? Because I hate it. I just absolutely hate it. It's so dumb. Um, you instead have. So what if the James Callis guy was not his father, and it was just a shrink who was evaluating him because, say, when he had when he decided to go back to Starfleet and leave the academy, he had to get evaluated. And you still and you intersperse that through all the episodes. You still get all this psychological bullshit with him, but then you don't have to waste all this time on. You don't have to like waste this entire episode of like let's go into his mind and watch him traipse around as a little kid with the crazy mom. And it's now, like, see, now, now see, John, that is usually your noggin, and um, <laughs> that is what these people did not do. You know, it would have made a lot more sense to have a show about Picard be about Picard and you could just make the entire uh, the entire season just one long uh, therapy session and you go and you see different parts of Picard's life or something much like my favorite episode uh, Tapestry. Um, You know, you could you could go and you could uh, you could go in. you know, have him as a young boy with his mother. You could have him see like his father. You could have him hanging out with his brother. You could see him when he was early in the academy. You know, stuff like that, like things. But the problem is, yeah, is that you old. wouldn't have, you wouldn't really have Patrick Stewart in a lot of this stuff. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, Unless they came. Would the, would James McAvoy be playing younger Picard? That'd be what? pretty cool. I'd go for uh-huh. that. Would they get James McAvoy? Yeah, <laughs> well, here's the thing. I mean, well, kind of the whole mom. We've been stupider is just the fact that, like, the whole mommy side plot thing is just there so to to explain that basically the reason why he wanted to leave and go into space is because he has mommy issues because he kind of blamed himself for I, mom dying. Interesting to like, especially now knowing what next season's going to be. Like, if you really say you, like I said, say you structured it as like the A plot is they go and do all this stuff with Q, but then the B plot is also him remembering like all the psychological evaluation he went through recently. Um, and like maybe you get into like why have you always kept such removed from your crew people um, when we're about to see all those people again? And like how. How has working with this other group of people changed how you view that when we're about when we're about to see the his normal crew come back again? You know, yeah, like, basically make the season two introduction into season three, and then right. season three better by and building then, up. And then for me, for me, you get way more James Callis, which I love. Mm. You know, so you still yeah. make him the shrink, um, but then you don't have the stupid thing where he's the dad. <laughs> You know, well, I I don't really mind him as his dad, like like that kind of stuff. I don't really mind the flashbacks like that kind of stuff. I think the problem is, is that they're using all of that incorrectly because they want to just, like you said, you know, it would have been much better if they did it a different way. I think they just wanted to shoehorn like a mental health, mental illness type of thing into yeah. the show because that's a hot topic, you know. Back. It's like why is Picard the way Picard is? Well, it's because he has mommy issues, he has daddy issues, blah blah blah. He watches mom kill herself, you know, stuff like that. And so, you know, like they wanted to like add 
um, all of this nonsense in there, you know, to try to, I don't know, pad it a little bit because I think they wrote themselves into a corner. And so, and so they're like, well, how do we put the, we can't just have his, his uh, ancestor be, um, have, have like a mental health issue. We need to say it's, oh, it's goes through his whole lineage that there's a mental health issue, which they can be, you know, that's how mental health works. I mean, you know, it's obviously genetic and it's, you know, ingrained in some yep, DNA yep, and yep. stuff, you know, but I think, I think they just went about it the wrong way and um, it would have fitted a lot better if they had done it a different way than just trying to make it like an action adventure show mixed with uh, time travel mixed with, um, you know, uh, uh, Mission Impossible mixed with mental health. Like, it's just very weird. It's like a very weird concoction they made of this season. And it's almost like just trying to use Q and Guinan to get people to watch because they knew that Picard season one wasn't the most... Uh, the most well viewed as they thought it was going to be because they thought that just bringing back Picard would, um, you know, get people to the table, but it wasn't because they didn't do it properly in the first place. And then they tried doing it again. And in the meantime, I don't know what happened. Maybe COVID happened. I don't know what happened in the production of this whole thing, but somehow they just wrote themselves into a corner and this is what we got. The funny thing is, and I'm remembering, something that we talked about i think during the season one review where you know season one seemed to largely be written at the seat of their pants like as they were making it right Mm. and i remember a lot of points being made about oh no with season two we've had time to actually write it all out ahead of time Mm -hmm. like this one's actually worse Mm -hmm. so like what does that say about your writing step i think the problem is also is that there's just too many cooks like, you know, you like the writing staff seems to be like and, and whenever you watch the credits, if you pay attention to the credits, like there are like 20 executive producers that all have like separate things. And there's like all these people who are like part of the writing staff and have input and stuff. It's like there's way too many people with input. You know what I mean? There's a reason why a show like Peacemaker worked it's because james gunn had the vision for it that's the reason why the suicide squad movie made sense because james gunn had a vision for it guardians you know yeah james gunn was able to kind of put his handprint on something that's part of a larger universe you know um the batman the batman works because um you know Matt Reeves was able to put his handprint on it. You know what I mean? So when you have it more in like one or two people, I think it kind of works a little better. But the problem is, is that they're doing this, um, you know, series by committee type of thing, which really doesn't work nowadays. It works for like sitcoms and like episodic television of the past, but it doesn't really work nowadays. Nowadays, you need to have shows written by like one to three people at most. Yep. I yeah, need to have a show who's basically running like you got to know where you're going and how you're going to get there. And you can't have one person writing one episode and three other people writing the next episode, and then four other people completely different writing the next one. Well, well, a lot of times it wouldn't even be an issue if they they had the whole story outlined and they don't. Mm. They have just the beginning and the ending, and the middle is a punchline, and everybody's on, on it. Or not on it because everybody's writing it. So, mm. well, the, I know this the... isn't really good comparison or perfect comparison to make this matter, 
But Bruno Mars or Maras, whatever, however you pronounce his name, like he comes out and when he puts out new music, he's like eight. Uh, he puts up like songs on his album, and when Pascal come by, they have you put up like eight songs, and they're mostly hits, like they're really good songs. He's like, well, I'm gonna rather put eight good songs on the CD and put it out that way than to put like sixteen songs there, which eight of them are good and eight just filler songs, like. Don't if you have problems putting together a ten episode show, make it seven episode, make it a six episode. Like Moon Knight is mm. putting out six episodes this you know for a season. Like it doesn't have to be ten episodes if you don't have enough stuff to fill it with. Mm. Because exactly. then all filler episodes are doing the whole f- final product, and I rather much have like a more current uh, six episode or eight episode run. Then a 10 episode run. Perfect yep, example not. of that is Hawkeye. Hawkeye was only six episodes and it exactly. was great. It and was it great worked. how it was. It worked. You know what I mean? And that may be looking back at all of these like Marvel MCU shows, that may be my favorite one of them all now that I'm thinking about right. it. And I well, think it's because it was a more concise by, any, by filler episodes and like filler yeah. B, C, well, D plot yeah. unreally necessary for them. I think Marvel has a different approach in that they don't you know, and, and Paramount's done this with all these shows. Like they announce beforehand when the when the new seasons are announced, they tell you exactly what the episode count is. And I don't well, think Well because they think, well they know they know what the count is already and so that like get you in by saying, Oh, it's a limited series, it's only six episodes, it's only eight episodes, right. it's only ten episodes. Right, but you I know? but I think Marvel I think Marvel produces those shows to okay we'll just do the story and then we'll figure out how many fucking episodes it is oh oh yeah oh yeah like but they it's, no, that it's gonna be rather, like a rather than like uh, gotcha. rather than like I gotcha. paramount paramount get it, i get it yeah it's to like they've already said you know and we're at least a year away from seeing picard and we're two years away from seeing the fourth season lower decks or whatever and we're another year away from the next season of Discovery, and they've already said, "Oh yeah, all of these things are going to be ten episodes a year." So, like, well, that's that. That goes back to the old way of thinking with television and stuff, like a twenty-two to twenty-five episode season. You know, where you need to fit it in, and that's a lot of the problem is that you have a lot of people from old television that's trying to like put it into the new, which it it's not works anymore with the stream, all this new streaming stuff yep. and everything. It's very mm-hmm. different, you know, and. And uh, that was the old way of thinking is that you needed to have an episode count and you needed to have so many for syndication and, um, you know, you needed to fit it yeah, in. Yeah, and you know, you to have plan. your episode count, you needed filler episodes. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? And so, you know, that's that's what ends up happening is that, you know, you get people that say, oh, well, you know, 10's a nice number. Let's get to 10 episodes, blah, blah, blah. This season of Picard probably could have been done in, I don't know, maybe six. like six or seven. You yep. know what I mean? Like, you know, you yep. could have cut out a lot of this stuff. You could have made it a, little, a lot more concise. You could have made it a lot more Q and Guinan-centric. You know what I mean? That There's a lot of different things that you could have done. Um, but the problem is, is that when a, a studio mandates something, you know what I mean? If anything, they should look. They Paramount is doing great stuff on Paramount the network. Look at Yellowstone. You know, I know. Um, I think Milos watches Yellowstone. I mean, yep. Taylor Taylor Sheridan, you know, he he is able to create that show where it is like 
Um, it's usually like eight and 10 episodes, um, but he's able to create an actual story that doesn't really have any filler. There's really not much filler in that show and they've already put out four seasons. How many seasons do you think you could make of a show with a guy in Wyoming on a ranch? You know what I mean? Like, And he was able to do it. Now you have a vast knowledge in a vast universe of Star Trek and you can't make a very good 10 episode show what are you doing here there is something wrong you know what i mean and 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 the problem is is that they're just another problem because i keep saying the problem is as many problems um you know they're handcuffed to kurtzman which i get it whatever they they need somebody to be their feige he's not it there are other people that yep. you can get you know what i mean yeah. i'd rather see uh what's his face there from uh collider heroes um, they used to hang out with Schnepp. Burnett. Um, Burnett. Yeah, I'd much rather he see him in, tra- in charge of it. Because he's, he's a Trekkie and he knows Picard. how to work. It. But is he, he works on Picard. Oh. Burnett? Oh, not Burnett. Bernardin. Sorry. Mixed, mixed up. Oh, 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 oh yeah. No, yes, Mar- yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Mark, Two different people. Yeah, yeah Mark Bernardin. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, he's uh, he's with um, he's with uh, Kevin Smith on Fat- yeah. Batman yeah. or whatever. Yep. Yeah. Which yeah. is also um, surprising to me because I watched I watched that dude on Kevin Smith a few mm-hmm. times and he loves Star Trek and I'm surprised he's. I think him. I think yeah I think the problem is, is that he may not be he may be one of those people that's getting silenced in the room though because it seems yeah. like him him and like one other person I recognize the name of like they would like know like what they're doing but these other people that they have on there I'm like I don't I think they're getting overwritten by well, I, by I, these I think other I, people I mentioned on an, on another episode we did that there's some guy who does a podcast that I listened to who was involved in um discovery the first year had an after show hmm. that was not the thing that Will Wheaton's doing now for all the shows it was somebody else doing that Will it would Wheaton? Get- yeah, they would they would get people from Discovery on it every week, and he said he has contacts over at, you know, all working on Picard, and he was saying on the podcast that he does, he's like, you know, he was asked the question by the co by his co-host, like, do they have a consultant that's telling them like this is fucking stupid, you can't do this because it contradicts this, 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 and this, and he said, yeah, they do. They're not listening to that person. Mm. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. You have smaller people in the room who can be like, "Hey, this wrong. This is wrong." Yeah. People in charge, and in this case, if that's Alex, like you have to sit down and you have to go. Like Alex isn't making any sense with the direction these shows are taking. Like you need to find a person who can make sense. Like you got to change that up. But, you know, all they've done is all they've done is just give him a longer contract. So I think this is yeah, the but like the same thing with Marvel. Like you had you no, know, it was John Favreau in the beginning, then it was Russo brothers. Not you know, like you go to another like as the Marvel universe was expanding and like coming like you needed a new people in charge. And that's hmm. like main problem with like with what DC doing, for example, is like they have like they that person in charge. Yeah, but they so have much. Feige, it's, they, like, it's a Feige shit show. The, yeah, Feige runs the ship, man. I mean, so that's why everything everything yeah. works. Yeah, but, but for, for, for Star Trek stuff, somebody is Alex and he's making a terrible job at it. So you gotta put somebody else in charge who can ride the ship. Yep. Agreed. I don't, no, I, I, the thing is, though, I don't think they want to write the ship. I think the ship is going in the direction they want it to go in. So, 
Yeah, but when the ship is going down the cliff and the person in charge yeah. is just a gas button, strong, you know, it's like that's not a good direction to go to. They might have to. I mean, I agree with you, Justin. I think this is the path they, the exact path they want to be on for whatever reason. But if the, you know, and like you said, you said something in the chat we're in the other day that I didn't even think about really. You said you've seen a lot of people, you know, on like Facebook groups and chat groups, and we were talking about how good this season is. Yeah. So like, or, or, or at least how much they like it. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. How they think it's. Good, I don't you know. know. Like, I wonder if, you know, say they do season three with the entire TNG crew, and aside from the member berries and the happy nostalgia crap, it's terrible. And then people are just like, what did you do? Like, I feel like that would be the thing that would almost require them to do that. But then I wonder if, like, if you're saying you're seeing a lot of people that don't seem to have a problem with what this this season is then i wonder if you're even going to get that well i think i think the main problem is is that right now the trek uh the trek fandom is kind of having an issue that the uh star wars fandom ended up having um in in the fact that there's there's always been like the older fans don't like the newer stuff or whatever that's not new but now there seems to be a division there are the people who are still around Kirk's Trek is their only Trek, which they're still around. And then there's like kind of like us, where it's like the Trek that we grew up with is our Trek, like, you know, TNG to Enterprise, you know, that kind of stuff is is our Trek. That's the prime Trek. And then there's the people who just started on like JJ. So that's like their Trek. And then there's the Discovery people who came on just for Discovery. And now that's their Trek. So now you have like 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 three to four different groups of fandom. And the problem now is that you're trying to um you're trying to like feed into like this fandom that you just divided. And it's like, what do we do? Because I've noticed that lower decks isn't really for people who don't get it. And it seems like it's mostly like us who like lower decks because they make jokes that we know because it's it's stuff from the other shows and stuff like that and so you know it's 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 very weird you know what i mean but i think you're making the wrong comparison when you compare it to star wars i think you should be still comparing it to marvel as in Mm. you know early 2000s marvel Mm. and uh, uh, john favreau's iron man marvel which was two different marvels, but still, you know, we all kind of grew up on it in a way. Well, I guess, I guess you could say like, um, like if you want to do it the Marvel route, then you can go like comics Marvel. Like, for example, yeah. like Josh, Josh hates the MCU, but he likes the comics. You know what I mean? He likes some of the older movies. You know what I mean? Like, you know, uh, you know, then you got like the MCU fans who only grew up with the MCU. Then you have like kind of like some of us where we grew up with Blade and X Men and Spider Man. You and know what I mean? Or the animated, animated stuff. Yeah. Fans. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then you have the animated stuff from the 90s. You know what I mean? So yeah, I guess, I guess that's kind of like a, a better way, but it kind of seems like it's going in the direction that Star Wars is, though, where. Yeah, I get you. At least, at least with Marvel, you have all those fans and they all have their thing. And they can all go watch their thing. But the problem is, is that with Star Trek, much like Star Wars, there's really only one, like, kind of like universe almost. And so now the problem is, is that, you know, there isn't like another place like, like, I can't go somewhere else 
to watch new stuff about the stuff that like from or or next gen you know what i mean i gotta watch whatever they put out you know what i mean or the discovery people you know if they put out if they put out lower decks like the discovery people are gonna be like i don't you know what i mean because they didn't watch that stuff yet you know what i mean or whatever you know what i mean and it's like you know it's it's just like it seems like they're they're basically much show writing themselves into a corner where they're trying to please everybody and at the same time they're going to end up failing everybody yep Yep. i also think you have the added thing in the star trek community and i see a lot of this and it's and it sort of infuriates me in a way like you have that that percentage of people that you know and maybe as someone who's actually watched the newer stuff and believed this, I have no problem with because at least you put the time in to see some of it, and this is what your judgment is, right? Mm. But I have a problem with all these people you see bitching and moaning on the internet about, oh, that Paramount Plus stuff sucks. It's not really Star Trek. Meh, 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 meh. And it's just based on, well, I don't want to pay for it. Yeah. And it's like, because if you ask any of those people, they've never watched a second of it, but they will sit. Yeah, they've really seen it. So, like, but their opinion is really their opinion for somebody they else. Sit in every every chat room and whatever, and be like, "This stuff is garbage. You're bad fans if you like this." And it's like, yeah, but you don't know that. You've never watched a second of it in your fucking life. Like, Unfor- you know- unfortunately, now you have to pay for it because they're taking everything off of everything. Like, uh, like I didn't realize until the other day when Josh said it that. Uh, TNG isn't on Netflix anymore. Like they're gonna eventually have everything just on Paramount Plus, and it's right, gonna be like, that's well, the that's the goal yeah. of Paramount Plus. I think that yeah. was the goal at the beginning, and like yeah. they always knew that they were gonna pull all their stuff from other platforms and plunder. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, so basically, what ends up happening though with that is like, if everything Trek is on one platform, it doesn't matter to them if the stuff they put out is good or not because. I will pay the five bucks so I can watch TNG, Voyager, D Space Nine, and TOS. And, yeah, whenever you and, feel and, like and, and like and like John will pay it to watch all of the new stuff and DS9 and TNG and stuff like that. And then you guys and then you guys will pay for well, I know, I'm just saying, like, you know, if you didn't have the DVDs, you know what I mean? Or like, you know, yeah. Boris and Milos will pay for it to watch Voyager if they don't have it on DVD. You know what I mean? And some of the stuff they like. So the thing is is that they're getting their money whether it's good or not because some people will like it, some people won't, and they're just going to put it out to put it out because they don't care. And that's what ends up happening. They're always going to have people going to willing to pay for like at least one that they'll show that they're like or, you know, whatever. Now back to the back to the episode itself for a minute because there were some some fun moments I wanted to mention. Like I don't know, maybe it's just me and like the fact that the last couple episodes have been just like a total fucking chore to get through, right? Um, this one, I thought it was smart to have just a full out, just a full out action hour for once, mm-hmm. and just not have to have you sit there and do all the fucking mental math to try to figure out what the hell this show is doing like the the uh the just action hour thing of it was kind of fun like i liked uh i liked the combat hologram thing even though i get the point that it probably should have been rios in some way but i did think it was nice to see elnor again um yeah yeah and this is the only reason why they made it elnor so elnor and he can have their moment 
and we and yeah, then we then did, know, like I, we did, I don't have like I have I'm not him but I have his memories and he loved yeah, you basically says you know she tries to apologize to hologram Elnor essentially for killing him and he says oh well I remember that you know I have memory of that and he did not blame you for it you know he just which I'm gonna I'm gonna ignore all that because that also doesn't really make sense, but that's okay. And a lot of it I, I would make I sense. would love it so. more if it was Sunny Shrios with like cannons and guns. Yeah, yeah although it'd be more did, fun. And here's my did, and thing with the El, making it Elrond. Elrond is uh, do they bring him back? Is this this is now they kind of cleared the air with him and Roth. For whatever it's worth, was this his last goodbye? Like now she can move on and not bring him back. No, I think he's going to come back. There's going to be something. Exactly. Then this whole thing is even more stupider. Right, but like, but it's not going to be. It's not going to be like some reset thing. They'll all remember it. But my guess, my guess is like there'll be some sort of thing about like because he was on the ship. The you know his corpse was on the ship the whole time. But no, no, I get it. I'm just trying to point out how stupid yeah. the whole thing. Like he's protected by some sort of time field, and then when they when they reset everything, he comes. You said back. this from the beginning. Like La Sirena people really did that stuff to the show. Like as far as characters yeah. go, like you know they're fun group people for the most part. And I know. I know I, why and they, we want to see more. Like I want. Yep. You know, I want to see more Rios. Rios is who made this show for me. Yep. Rios and I, like, I, I've even started know, to like. You know, I'm even kind of starting to like Jurati a little bit. The fact that they've, you know, I know I bitched about the whole no, thing about no, like you like you like Borg Queen Jurati more than Jurati do. Well, trust no, I, I just think they're giving the character some depth with like the whole like she, she in the first season she was like a total mousy waste of time, and yet now they've made her somebody that could stand up to the fucking Borg Queen. It's like, are you kidding? Yeah, yeah. She she got development. Yeah. yeah, but see, but see, it's also like they also. I, I get that they made her a stronger character by standing up to the Borg Queen, but they've also essentially weakened the Borg Queen by showing that like she has like all these human emotions, which yeah, but now they really can not write her off show and nobody's yeah. gonna bat an eye. You know? Yep, I think she will be somebody that's gonna. She won't be in season three. Because we kept saying, like, there's no way they can bring her to season three and anybody trust her with anything and whatever. No, she's and now she's they don't be, have. Yeah, she's just going to be the bar queen. Like, and yeah, so whatever essentially happens, they like, were off the show. Like, they don't ever have to bring her back yeah. as yeah. a bar queen or anybody yeah, else. Like, who the bar queen at the beginning of the, the show was, I think we have our answer. Yeah, but not, not officially. Yeah. No, but I, kinda, I think you'll see that I kinda, next week. I, I still, still kind of wish it was Picard's mother, but that's okay. And we did, yeah. and we come to the conclusion a couple of episodes like that it's most yep. likely Jurati. So unless I do have, until he shows up next episode as Jurati, like I'm not taking it. I'm not any assumption. Yeah, I'm not. I'm gonna wait and see. Well, you I knew it was to- you knew it was gonna be somebody that they knew because they had that face mask. That- so obviously you yeah. can't say in the first or second episode that the mother never Girardi. made sense. But when mm-hmm. Girardi and Borg Queen started together, it was pretty mm-hmm. obvious that that was going to be Girardi. Yep, I did have two other kind of funny little things, real quick. Uh, one one being 
Um, and Justin, you might get this. The other two might not. Talon had a moment where she channeled her inner Princess Vespa, which I fucking loved. Um, that minute when they were in the middle of the fight and Seven goes, lay down, lay down covering fire. I have to go do this. And Talon just pops up with that rifle and blows the shit out of everything in sight. The yep. first thing, the first thing that went through my head was uh, Daphne Zuniga and Spaceballs, like my hair. <laughs> he shot my hair, son of a bitch. And then she just blows out like this entire line of, of guys in the Spaceball uniform. Um, yeah. The other one for me was from the Raffi is fucking insane department. Uh, when the Borg Queen was like fixing Seven of Nine. And she started, she's off in the corner and she starts screaming like, no, you're going to kill her. I was like, no, you fucking bitch. Do not jump into this and fuck it up. (laughs) I I, I had the same thing. I was convinced she was going to attack the Borg Queen and screw it up and Seven was going to die. And then like, you know, it's just like, oh, no. Um, I did appreciate, though, and like it amazes me that in all the... The one thing I will give the writers credit for, Justin, and I know we've talked about how they don't seem to really get a lot of things in, in the larger sense. Like, I like that idea that Gerardi had that, like, Seven of Nine is the perfect representation of what the Borg should have been. Right? Like, yeah, I, mm-hmm. I'm kind of surprised that never occurred to a fucking Voyager writer to do that. You know... Well, because um, well, because the problem is, is at the time, um, uh, you know, the Borg were an enemy. The Borg were a, a couple of people. So, yeah, sure. I mean, you could you could say that seven is like what the Borg should be. But the problem is at the time is that when you're at war with somebody, nobody wants to listen to, you know, what the Borg could be and that they could be their friend. You know what I mean? Yep. Like, you know, yeah. And that's essentially what they were. They were at war with the Borg. Like the Borg wanted to end human civilization. So, you know. I guess my my whole thing is like, you know, this show that we've dragged for two years for its shitty writing to to actually take something and be like, and present it in a way that actually made some sense. And then I was just like, I've never thought of that that way. That's interesting. Um, Yeah, but it didn't make perfect sense. No, but it's closer to it's closer to sense than a lot of the other stuff the show has done has been, oh, true. at least. Um, yeah, yeah, but the problem the problem is going to be though is what do they do about it? Because now it's going to be well, nothing. Do they, they did mention it. Why I know, but that's do what, anything about it now. Well, well, no, that's what I'm saying is like, are we going to go back to a a present where the Borg are this happy go lucky group? You know what I mean? Or are they just going to be well, that's the question, you know, yeah. like part of the are they going to already be part of the podcast. Federation? Yeah, you know what I mean? Like that, like I like I get that that's where, like I get that's a positive for you, John, that like that's what probably should have been and, and stuff like that and that was like a good thought, but it's like now it's like, but is that going to mess up the entire canon of Star Trek though? Well, <laughs> so, yeah. well we'll find out. I've been playing this Star Trek game called Star Trek Timelines, where basically all the timelines of Star Trek come together. Oh yeah, I played that for a little bit. Yeah, and basically yeah, on, on the uh, on the phone, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Mobile game, but basically, uh, I think it was like uh, two years ago. I think they brought Borg in as one of the factions that you can uh, you can kind of uh, interact with in a way. 
And basically what ended up happening is uh, the universe is in peril and Q is having his fun uh, with all the timelines and they all need to come together against Q and basically like live within their own planets in peace without, you know, interfering with one another. And Borg is there also kind of like just to help things, you know, uh, stay afloat, so to speak, because yep. if it doesn't help them, then the whole universe, all the timelines will, you know, implode in on each other in a way, in a sense. I also was kind of uh, disappointed in Starfleet a little bit. And, you know, this was some post-Voyager back history that we've never heard before, where Seven of Nine tried to join Starfleet when they got back to Earth. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. and, she, and she was apparently told by Starfleet to go fuck herself. Um, yeah, which also doesn't make a lot of sense in a way. I mean, if someone wanted to, you know, I, she could have implanted, you know, a Voyager with the Borg, uh, with Borg uh, technology, with nanoprobes, assimilated everything, and gone back, you know, to to Alpha Quadrant and just, you know, overtake, you know, assimilate the Earth and whatever. So it well, I was just kind of like. You know, and I know she said that Janeway goes to bat for her when that happens, but, like, I was kind of like, you're telling me that somebody with the record that that person had by the time they got back to Earth wouldn't have been, like, they wouldn't have immediately been like, oh, yeah, sure, go ahead. Um, I don't know. I think I think that's plausible just because of all the stuff with the Borg. Like, they were, think about it, even with Jean-Luc, like, they wouldn't let Jean-Luc Join the battle against the Borg when they were getting attacked at Earth because oh, they thought that he was yeah. that because they thought he was still assimilated with them somehow or that he was still going to help them. So just imagine somebody with actual Borg implants being in Starfleet. It's almost like That's they true. don't want Jean Luc being in Starfleet. Never mind Seven. You know what I mean? So I, yeah, I, could, I could see I could see why they wouldn't admit her. You know what I mean, but well, yeah, unless, move, unless Borg suddenly I'm all happy go lucky, and then that whole thing doesn't make any sense. Yep. Oh, and the other the other thing was that um, you know they've obviously done a whole thing this season where Jerry Ryan doesn't have the implants anymore, and as a result of uh, yeah. what um, the Queen does to save her life, she now has the implants again. So, yeah. If uh, I, if they do become the happy go Borg, I kind of want them to have like colorful uh, Borg cubes now. You know what I mean? Like add, oh, add like some splashes of color. color. Oh, add some splashes like of color. You know what I mean? And uh, yeah. yeah, you know, you could you could have like a like a nice shamrock on the side or something. You know what I mean? Or a nice <laughs> yeah. you know whatever. Yeah. You know what no, I mean? No, have no, like dude, a... I get it. I actually I uh, I, I, uh, I second your I second your motion, man. <laughs> Nice. So, so do do we have any really really like things we want to? And let's just throw out like the you know we want this to make sense and whatever because that's just kind of a given. But like, what do we want to see happen in the final episode here? Like, obviously they have to resolve the Q stuff. Uh, do we see Sabriones again, or was that just kind of a pointless digression? Um. Oh, we'll see. I, I don't know, man. I don't know. I would so, think that ends up that ends up being just kind of a pointless digression, and we won't see her again unless they show her again in the regular timeline. So, so what I think happens is different than what I want to happen. So, what I think happens is um, 
soon is going to somehow still try to stop the mission. And it, uh, uh, I don't know how to say her name, but she's going to she's going to stop him from doing something to the ship or whatever. And then um, and then she probably dies. And then they're going to save the mission. Gonna, huh? No, um, his daughter there, the one that was the android. Oh, um, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, and so she's gonna stop it. She's gonna stop the mission. Um, uh, no, she's not gonna. St- she's gonna stop him from stopping the mission. And then you know the ship's gonna go up like it's supposed to. And then they're gonna go into the present. And then everything's gonna be slightly changed because of the whole Borg Queen thing. What I want to happen is that Q says, "See, this is what you were meant to do all along. You were meant to try to save your." F- past or whatever and so they the mission goes off like it is Q snaps his fingers they go ding, go back to the um, bridge of the stargazer and everything's back to normal yeah but okay. that's not gonna happen now do we do we think that our Picard will somehow end up on that on that rocket with Renee yes I don't know, man. I also think they're somehow going to find a way to do that. Like, honestly, it would make no sense, but if it's a matter of life or death, and the only way the goes forward is to stop the bomb that Sung planted on the on the rocket. I, don't, I can see it happening. It would be stupid. I don't want to see it happening, but yeah, I could talk. I would be surprised. So here's here's my question, right? So so Picard is now this life model decoy of himself, right? And he's yep. supposed to be like, you know, um, which I think they keep forgetting that he is. Um, but he's supposed to be like <laughs> this like data type of android or whatever. Um, why isn't he like jumping off of rooftops and, and doing all kinds of crazy shit? Like, shouldn't because he be able to do that? Because, no, I, no, I, I, know, I, understand, I understand that Patrick Stewart is an old man, but they have the budget to do CGI stuff. They could be like, oh, you know, come with me. And all of a sudden, you just see Picard running really fast because. Well, because. Well, because, 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 because honestly, right, honestly in this dumpster fire of a show. That would be a stretch for them, I think. But they also said, I believe they also said in season one, at the end of season one, when he has the robot body, they didn't do any of that shit. He doesn't have, Uh, like, any of the data super shit. He's just a guy uh, who happens to be a robot. Well, I do think that they make it sound that the only thing that didn't change about him is the fact that they made it, they gave him an expiration date. Yeah, yeah, he's not immortal. So either. in theory, he sh- could be able to lift heavy objects and run a bit faster. Why can't he make like calculations in like like two point six seconds, like you know, big giant al- algebraic equations and stuff like that? You know what I mean? Yeah, he's got works. a he's got a positronic matrix, doesn't he? Right, but they I think yeah. they basically Unless Positronic Matrix was, you know, slowed down on purpose by uh, Data's uh, offspring or whatever, you know? Oh, I see. I see how it is. So they just want to screw him out of the superhuman body. Yeah. 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 He's just an old man in a a, a computer body. (laughs) 
I'm pretty sure they called out at the end of season one that he wouldn't have anything superhuman. He was just a guy who happened to be a robot. Yep. yep. Um, he's basically a first gen uh, perfect, Mac perfect, with like perfect 38, like 32 gigabyte RAM, and but he can't use them all because you know. Yep. Whole computer. So perfectly normal. He's just an older gentleman in a robot body. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. So yeah, I'm with you, me. Yeah, I think with whatever they do in the last episode, this whole idea can be salvaged. I mean, it's still, it's not great, but at like, least I mean, they... from the from first season on, I was, I think, the strongest defender of the show, and honestly, still want to see them salvage this thing. I still, yep, fully yeah, expect yeah, uh, season three yeah. to be good, but it's like, oh, yeah, yeah one episode, like. Your heel turn was something, Danny Loesch. I mean, you know, you went from you went from being like the hero of this series on this show to being like, you know, like everything is the worst and this and that. Well, it and, is, you know, but they can still salvage it. I think that's like that's the point of this. Kicking, like, you know, it's yep. like a super kicking Ric Flair in the face. It's like, what are we doing? Milos just says when you when you look last four episodes, that was basically a pork plot, and take that away. From the show, like it's still about stopping the Europa mission, or making sure it goes on. And yeah, I, I'm yeah. still gonna say season two way like whatever they do with the last episode. Season two is way worse than season one ever was, but I still think it's salvageable. I will, I, I will they say can, they but are, I have, I, but I have no confidence in these people who are running this thing. I will say, and they it are, makes me question well, like what's constant. gonna happen. Like I don't have positive outlook for whatever they're gonna do this to do with season three even with all the tng people come back it's like if you're still gonna write as as you are now like if the if you still have no outline of the direction of the story like i'm gonna enjoy it for bringing these guys back bringing the og crew back but it's like the show is still gonna suck unless you take season two as a wake-up call and be like we have no idea what we're doing we got to do something differently well, I will say I, that they're very constant with this show is that is that in season one, they had, you know, a bunch of nonsense in between essentially the plot line of the show, which was, you know, you had to you know, stop uh, the the Android issue thing. So they had like that plot line went all the way into like what, like episode like three and then from three to like eight or nine, they kind of diverted into all that other nonsense and then they ended up going back on track to what the plot of the show was. And it's kind of happened in this season too. They had the plot yeah, of the, but the main show, difference which was like is the first the like three seasons. Season one and made sense. Back the version to, season two doesn't. Well that's true, but but at least they're consistent. You know what I mean? And, and oh, you know, it's yeah. you know at least it's at least they, you know at least they have like nonsense in the middle of the show. You know yeah. what I mean? Is there like this uh, poor YouTuber who, who who drinks, you know, one bottle of water a day? He comes himself doing it and he what? puts it consistently every day on YouTube, even though nobody watches him, but at least he's consistent. <laughs> so, uh, aside from this, that guy. Aside- Aside from this, we are finally at the point. A week from now, Strange New Worlds will be out there. Um, I'm and the finale sad. of uh, Star Trek. Yeah, the, the, the light at the end of the tunnel. And it, will be, I, I gotta, it will be a Strange New World. I got to say, boys, yeah. I'm excited about this one. Um, 
I think this is exactly what we need right now after, you know, I, I love the fact that it's not going to be like the single story per year thing. They're going to go extremely episodic there. I mean, everything about this to me is lying up to be, you know, and, and granted it could still, it could still be not as great as I want it to be. Cause a lot of this stuff has been that, but I mean, to me, this is lining up to be exactly what, what this fan base kind of needs right now. And uh, I hope that it, kind of lands that but obviously we'll get into that uh next week because we'll we'll have two shows next week because i assume we'll do the picard finale and that um justin you said you're at least going to give that show a shot right yeah i'll give it a shot i'll give uh you know i'll see what episode one's like yeah okay um yep and we will obviously have the picard finale next week and hopefully uh Hopefully there'll there'll be some semblance of um um something positive there. Uh, I I think we're going to be talking about the end of the Prime Universe and the start of a reboot, going from the end of Picard to the beginning of Strange New Worlds. But we'll see. Hmm. Yeah. Um. Now I'm of the I'm of the belief, you know, that they I wouldn't be surprised if like. They do do sort of not a cliffhanger per se, but they do do something where like at the end of the end of the next episode, like he's back in the vineyard or whatever, and whoever the first person from the TNG crew that was supposed to show up in in season three is walks into the vineyard and says, "Hey, by the way, we got a problem." Um, just because <laughs> I think because I think they have to, you know, I would. I don't know. It would make more sense for number one to show up. I would assume, yeah, but he's already been well, there. Well, that's a, so that's a, no, that's a, that's yeah, a but that's the thing because he was already there. You don't reveal anything. True. Like yeah. you, but if I, you pick I, up with Jordy or Wolf shows up, you're like you're gonna have certain uh, expectations. If yeah. number one shows up, you're like, oh, okay. I feel well, like there might be a, there might be a certain percentage of the fan base who doesn't know that they're doing that, like because well, I was tell I was talking to uh, Tim again about. You know, in that conversation that we had that I aired part of it on here last week, uh, I had said to him and I thought he knew that, like, because I thought that little trailer they put out had gone everywhere. Right. And that most of your most of your fan base would have seen it. I said the attempt to bring the TNG crew back for season three just seems like a desperate attempt to save the viewership. And he went you know, he wasn't mad at me for saying it or anything, but he was like, oh, I had no idea they were doing that. Um so I would wonder if, you know, it's going to end with like, say, Jordi or Worf does walk in because then that's your moment with the fans of like, oh, fuck, is this what they're doing? Really? Um, you know, because Riker's well, I, already been there. Well, I, so. see, I see it being like kind of a callback. If, the, if it is him on the vineyard, it's a callback to all good things where yeah. Jordi comes up to him and says, you know, you know, red alert on the bridge, Captain. You know. Oh, I. See. Oh, yeah. Because Jordy was the first one that he. Yep. Yeah. In, in, in all that, good things. Yep. In all good things, when he's on his vineyard picking his grapes, and um, Jordy comes on and comes to visit him, and that's when they find out that oh, we have to go see Data, and then that whole that starts the whole thing. Yep. No, yep. I I think that's and we talked about this before, but I think that's the interesting point. Like how. How do they get Spiner back into this? 
Oh, he's going to be one of the ancestors or something. He's going to probably be the one from season one. He's going to be the season one guy again, I think, because yeah. he does. He said he doesn't want to play Data again. Um, so I would I will, think if you're going to have him in there, it would be that. I will um, say though, I will say though, he is hamming it up in this season, yep. and I'm like, if, if I have to find a positive, it's him in this entire yep. thing. Like he is loving this whole like evil villain type of guy, and he is like mustache yep. villain and everything. Oh, he's great. Oh yeah. Oh, I, yeah. I I would normally drag somebody for the level the level of scenery chewing that he's doing here, but he just seems to be having, and it's such a departure from what he's usually played played on this in these shows that I'm enjoying it, and I'm sure he's enjoying doing it. Um, so the other thing is, I just realized now why they didn't have why the hologram thing was Elnor and not Rios with a bunch of guns, because they wanted that moment when. When Rios beams into the middle of the fight with Sung and like saves their ass, and like if you already did that once, then what's the point of doing that again? Well, plus it, plus it. Well, gives the other one would be in Spanish too. He'd be beating down in Spanish. That's true. He'd be screaming shit in Spanish and beating the shit out of him. Yeah. Yeah. Are, are we ever gonna have that discussion about how many languages are? We will not. No. About? No, we will not. You want to have it? We already wasted like a half an hour on that shit. <laughs> and I had to re, I had to reboot this thing like five times. But we like, we're probably like, where are we? One, uh, an hour and a half. About one thirty-three. Yeah, one thirty-three. So. so, yep. Um, so yeah, next week we'll have the finale of this and the Strange New Worlds pilot. Um. As far as the main show, I believe we're going to be doing Moon Knight next week, assuming everybody can see it by Thursday. Yeah, um, I just I got to finish watching the entire show. <laughs> I've got three left. Well, I've got I'm like two behind. Plus the one for this week hasn't even come out yet. I only got Wednesdays left, so I'll be ready to go. Yeah, I've only, no. I've only seen two episodes. I got to watch the other like three or four. <laughs> Yeah, we'll be yeah, good. They had, a, they had a, like a week break, and then uh, the last episode was kind of confusing to say the least. Yeah, but, yeah. To me, it was the most disappointing one. The, the one from this week. We'll see what the finale is like. Yeah. I've been. I really enjoyed it so far. I mean, yeah, it's not. Yeah, yeah, it's a good show. It's a good show. I sure. mean, it's mostly carried by the Oscar Isaac performance. Like, if you take that out of it, I think it's just another like. If you weirdly, as much as I'm enjoying it, I think if you take the Oscar Isaac performance out of it and it's a lesser actor, I think it immediately becomes the worst thing they've done. Like it's it's so carried by what he's doing. That... There was a, there was a meme online the other day. Uh, the chemistry of Oscar Isaac is keeping this show together, or something like that. Yeah, the chemistry of Oscar Isaac with himself. Yeah, weirdly. with himself. Yep, yep. <laughs> Okay, so yeah, we will, and we'll also get to the Doctor Who thing in in another week or two. I would like to wait to do that until we're down to one show again. So maybe, yeah, uh, we can do that. you know, after and we're, the, no, we're in no rush. Because... Yeah, after well, yeah, we've got till what November before the next yeah. one comes out anyway. Yeah. Um, so I was thinking maybe next week we'll have the two, and then after that we'll be down to the one with just Strange New World. So maybe we'll do it after that. Um, yeah, so. that works. Cool. Uh, like I said, I just need time to watch it again. And considering that I didn't really like it the first time around, I'm kind of uh, holding off. Well, you can just skip so, through it then. 
Yeah. So I, might, I actually I, liked it more than the previous special. Oh, you like the Dalek one? Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll get into that then. Um, and I know we were also planning on um, – here Here are the next three weeks of the main show as I see it. We haven't really had a – you know, Justin, Brent, and Josh, and I haven't really had a conversation about this. But I would see the next three weeks of the main show being Moon Knight, Multiverse of Madness, and – we were at one point going to do the two Ghost Rider, the Nicolas Cage Ghost yep. Rider movies. So I think that'll be two weeks from now after we do Moon Knight and uh, Strange would be that. Unless we decide to do something else to give a break from all the comic shit. You know, we can always back up the Ghost Rider stuff too. Um, Justin, you had said you saw something about Space Force being canceled after two years. They did, yeah. They uh, they canceled. Oh, really? It right after, uh, yeah, right after oh, yeah. Um, uh, all that stuff came out about Batwoman and uh, yeah, and Batwoman. Uh, Legends of Tomorrow. Um, Bat- that also Legends came out right in the middle of it. Yeah, Batwoman and Legends of Tomorrow were canceled by the CW. Finally. Apparently. Well, it makes it makes sense because it being sold by. Uh, it seems like it's going to be News Nation who buys that channel, and I think they want to kind of make it the way News Nation and WGN are, which they're like uh, news mixed with like rerun of like yep. Last Man Standing and um, some other random shows like the Chicago shows or something. Yep, but I think they'll take uh, I think they'll take the Flash and Superman and put them on HBO Max. Oh yeah, uh, definitely. Flash or I think I think the next uh, next year. I think the Flash the Flash final season will still air on regular TV because that sale thing will probably take time. And you know, and they'll they'll probably just be like, hey, we'll make a deal where like you know, can you show like the end of the Flash or whatever, and then we'll put it on HBO Max or something. Yep, and I would I would bet Superman and Lois becomes an HBO Max show because they were half financing that way. Um, well, they've been kind of bouncing that show around. It seems like they mostly on CW, but then they had TNT a few times, and then they added on yeah. Max or something. I think I they know. were. I think they Sorry were doing. I think they were doing the TNT thing to get more people to watch it right away. Yeah, I think yeah. kind of like Titans. They put Titans on um, on TNT a few times. I think to try to get people to watch it. I still haven't touched that at all. I mean, it's I a have, good show. Uh, I have. I actually like it. I still haven't touch that at all. I hear the Harley Quinn cartoons are also really good if you're in the mood for oh, something. Oh, Harley Quinn cartoons are amazing. Yeah. Um, okay, so that's... And it's getting a spin-off. Oh, the Kite Man thing, right? Yeah, cool. So, yeah, that's pretty much our weekly Trek stuff for the week, and we will get back to the retros at some point, I promise. When they let us. When they let us. When they stop putting out two episodes a week, we will get to the retros again. Uh, and eventually so, we'll get to the uh, movies, too, because I knew we oh, wanted yeah, to do we, uh, Motion Picture and Wrath of Khan. Why don't, but we'll why don't we? I know we had all the Deep Space, like the three episodes of Deep Space Nine plan. Let's shelve those for now. And because we wanted to get the Khan one out for June and we're already in yep. May. Let's do motion picture next. Um, and then that way we can go right to con after that. Um, Most people skip motion picture and go right to con, but I get what you're saying. 
Yeah. Do what? Do any of you guys have the? Do any of you guys have four K setups? Or are you going to take a look at the new version they put out on Paramount Plus, which is apparently a four K uh, remaster? I I watched. My TV I, can handle the kind of uh, nah. clearness. No, I um I've seen four K because Tim has a four K TV. Um. It actually we and we watched a couple of the Marvel movies on it because that's pretty much most of what he and his wife and his daughter watch all the time. Um, we watched Guardians of the Galaxy two and Homecoming on it, and it was so for me at least the resolution was so high. It especially with Guardians, it took me out of it because mm-hmm. I was just like, oh wait, they're clearly on a set right now. Oh okay. You know, it sort of because the resolution was that high, it sort of took me out of it. Mm. So mm. I don't think 4K is something we're ever going to bother with unless it becomes the standard and you have no choice. Um, yeah, but, I don't have I don't have anything to watch 4K on, and I watched uh, the motion picture anyway earlier this year, so I'm yeah, uh, I'm good to go on that. Well, I know they I know they put a new version of it out on Paramount Plus, and I don't know yeah. if it's if it has any new footage in it or if it's just they took and did a, a 4K remaster of it. No, I'm pretty um, sure it's a remaster. Yeah, because I think that there's already a, there's already been a director's cut of that for a good while now. Um, so I don't know if they would have added anything to that or not. Um, but yeah, maybe we'll see if um, maybe we'll see if Josh wants to do Khan because I know he's into that. Um, so maybe we'll do this on a different day when we get to that one. Um, but yeah, good to talk to you guys again this weekend. And we'll, you know, I think we'll have a lot to get into next weekend with the end of this and the start of a completely new show that I think will be much more positive than this was. Uh, oh, I think you can count on that, dude. Yeah. It wouldn't take much really. Would it? Yeah. It just has to start. Yeah. You just gotta <laughs> have to make sense. You know, that's all you gotta do. Like I said last week, all it has to do to be better than this show is exist. Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. All right, boys. See you next week. All right. See all right. you on Thursday or Thursday. Yep. Infinity and beyond. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> you saw JoJo.